Mark. I'm Lisa. And we are Living, Living Through, through the, the Getting, getting there. there. Here in the Brick Ranch studio where you may be hearing a little more of the outside nature. Because we have the window open. Birds are chirping. They are. And birds are nesting just outside our window. Yes. So if you hear some rustling... That's what it is. That's what it is. Right? Yep. So... Sorry, that was a little loud. That's okay. We are talking about the scrolls. The ancient scrolls. The ancient scrolls? Well, the scrolls of Scripture... Do tell. Well, we were talking about, uh, you had mentioned the scrolls Mm -hmm. and how just the, I guess, the unrolling of the scroll, Mm -hmm. the reading of scripture, Mm -hmm. primarily in the Old Testament days, uh, was the thought I had of it. Mm -hmm. So it got... Me to thinking, well, how do we look at the Word of God today? And I I mean the copied written Word, right? Right. So the Word of God is the Word of God, yes. But as far as how do we treat our copies of the Word... And reverence of it. Mm-hmm. And should we have a high reverence of it? I don't know. Should we? What do you think? I think that the Word of God should be revered. As far as the written Word of God, because they're kind of separate. They're the same, but they're separate. The word of God is to be revered. But when you have it on paper in a book that you can pick up in any store pretty much, it's easy to not give it the importance. Well, maybe not importance, but it's easy to take for granted and maybe not give it the reverence that it is due. I know I have a few Bibles in the house and I mean I don't I'm not gonna just let them lay around on the floor but sometimes it's easy to not be as mindful of the importance and the reverence that it's due like if we see somebody rip up the Quran people are crying in the streets But if someone would rip up a Bible, I think people would be upset about it and they wouldn't want that to happen, but they wouldn't revolt. Well, I think definitely in in our culture where the word we can, to have the word in our possession is easy, very easy. Yeah. Uh. And nowadays, even more so than ever before, because we can have it any anytime, basically anytime, anywhere. We can have it downloaded on our phone. 
we can look it up. We can look up any scripture that we may be trying to pinpoint. Um, and it's very easy. But in the time of the unrolling of the scroll, mm-hmm. that was obviously the the capability to mass produce copies of the scripture was not available. So people painstakingly wrote out the scripture on the scrolls to make sure that it was accurate and without flaw and then they were kept in the the synagogue or the temple with uh you know somebody in charge of that whose job was to care for the sacred scrolls um you know the whole process was was very i i guess i want to say well ritualistic yes but also by necessity because they had to be protected it was Mm -hmm. the copy that they had right so there was a reverence built into that was it simply because it's the copy they had and mm-hmm. wasn't readily available? Mm-hmm. Right. Also, was the reverence there too because it is the word of God? Right? Mm-hmm. So, and to have an importance and a reverence to it, for it, even for the copy of it, was, was something honoring God maybe you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because it was so important that being said in our culture today with the availability of scripture basically anywhere Mm -hmm. you know anywhere you can you know find the Bible Mm -hmm. and does it cheapen our our perspective per se like obviously as believers we know the word is important Mm -hmm. and i mean more so more than important i mean it's it's the word of god right so i guess what i'm thinking of is when we unroll the scroll today Mm mm-hmm is it should we have more of a reverence in doing so i think we should um, but people it's it, it, one thing in america that we do have is the accessibility mhm and if i don't worry about losing my bible i mean no. i don't want to lose my bible no. but if i lose my bible then i can just go get another one fairly easily Right. Fairly cheaply. I mean, some Bibles are pretty expensive, but you can go to any resale shop and pick up a Bible. You can go to any church probably and say, hey, I don't have a Bible. Can I have a Bible? And pretty much any church is going to give you a Bible. Someone will readily give you a Bible. Yeah. Right. If you ask for a Bible, and someone is going to give you a Bible. So in this, obviously in our country, if you want a copy of the Word of God, it you can get it. And I don't think that people... And, oh, well, let me rephrase that. I think that those of us who, I mean, we realize the blessing of that. We realize the 
eases ease of accessibility and that not everybody has that right that's that you saying that is what so i was i was thinking that the ease the accessibility the blessing that it is mm-hmm. my thought is yes it is absolutely but knowing of um certainly not experiencing not having the word mm-hmm. of god but many parts of this earth in many countries having the word of god for a believer is very very difficult mm-hmm. so uh you know we've heard stories of uh missionaries and yeah and you know, believers in other countries, China, you know, where the, where the Christianity is, uh, outlawed. Yeah. Frowned and, uh, maybe has a, a state version of Christianity and, you know, the word might be kind of regulated or not available whatsoever. So you have believers who hunger for the word, Mm -hmm. right. And, completely relying on God just to somehow have a copy of his word. Having such a hunger for the word and having no idea where you will get it and and just relying on maybe something you heard from somebody else who happened to hear Mm -hmm. this verse and, you know, trying to remember that and spreading what they know to one another and somehow some way trying to get a copy of the word so that they can they can you know know what god says implicably mm-hmm. is in itself you know it it causes a hunger right they have a hunger for the word yeah which I think today in our in our situations in the more modern, you know, where I wouldn't I don't want to say modern because some modern countries still ban, you know, the Bible, the Bible and, and Christianity. But there are people who hunger for that word. So, you know, we hear s- stories of people who uh, have got, you know, met in small groups and had maybe one Bible that they all shared. Mm-hmm. And the authorities came and took that Bible. I remember the one story where they, the group got raided. They were meeting as a small group, I believe. And the authorities took their Bible, mm-hmm. ripped the pages up, and threw it in a like public latrine. Mm-hmm. So that reminds you. So remember when we were kids? Mm-hmm. And where we live, there's a, there's a, county park and they used to have outhouses Mm -hmm. remember and you that was the bathrooms in the park and you as soon as you were getting near an outhouse you knew it because you could smell it pretty much far away right so uh you know it's just a wooden structure with a hole to do your business in right 
So imagine you had your only copy of the Bible and some authority came along, took it, tore it up, and threw it down in that outhouse. Right. And you having such a reverence for the word mm-hmm. that you were uh, driven enough to lower yourself down in there to retrieve it. Yep. So page the, by page because it's Page by up. page, right. Every bit of it, you... This is what these people went yeah. through. So it really humbles you to think, you know, I... A lot of times I use my phone as my Bible, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think much of it. Right. And... Even the cop, when I do take a hard copy of the Bible, you know, to a study or what have you, it's there. It's more, it's, I probably, really, I probably view it more as a tool mm-hmm. than the actual Word of God. Yeah. Even though I know it's the Word of God. Right. Right. And, you know, the scripture says to write, write it on the tablet of your heart mm-hmm. so that you know it. And right for that purpose, for if it is taken good. away, if the physical, tangible Bible is taken away from us, if it's written on the tablets of our heart and we have that scripture memorized, mm-hmm. then nobody can take that from us. And we know nobody can take our salvation from us. And I think that's why, too, it's easy for us to not treat it with the high regard that it's due because we can't go get it again. If I was in another country, and I didn't have just such easy access to it, then you can see how it would, the physical Bible would be much more valued. And it is valued by us. But it's easy to, like you had said, it, it in America and other countries, I guess maybe the same thing happens where you have just such a freedom to have the Bible out in public with you like we can go to the park and we can open our bible and nobody's gonna say a word and they have no legal right to say a word i mean maybe they would maybe they would say something just because their personal opinion but they have no legal right to take our bible from us true although i will say that i think nowadays in some areas of our country that that activity may be becoming more and more frowned upon uh, I think, you know, I've heard of some areas that are, uh, you know, not allowing like public Bible studies, you know, they, uh, and some some people having Bible study in their home and it's getting so large and then, you know, people complain and it might be because all these cars are here mm-hmm. or whatever ordinances and yeah stuff. and then they you know they say well you can't have a bible study here and and things to that nature but well they cert- may be able to hold some of those ordinances in place to try and stop it but they have no legal right well, to stop those correct. people from meeting and studying the word of god right. so but people are going to try well sure they're going to yeah. try they're going to be trying that they, they tried that from the dawn of time well absolutely they tried because- to remove the word of god from and it and it goes to show you that people. since people are willing to go to those extremes, there is power in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, books banning books and things are have been 
you know that that just happens that you know different topics but certainly the bible has been uh, the center of restriction and outright banning um, more so than any probably any other book and the reason for it has to be that those doing it know the threat that it brings to their and I'll say role or power because they realize that's what they threaten that's what the priests and the Sadducees threatened Pilate with right yeah right even those with the word who fall subject to uh, holding on to power more so than what that word says mm-hmm. or taking pieces of that word to fit their own agenda. Uh, agenda, right? And in these countries that we're talking about where, you know, the worship of Christ is forbidden or having a copy of the Bible is generally for a, you know, it's, you know usually a more of an atheistic rule that knows uh, of a people with the word of God, the Bible, and Christ are a free people. Right. And that's exactly what they don't want. So the, the other question I have about this as far as being, having a, having such easy access to the word and not having access to the word what is more uh, a blessing? What like is if more you were one, blessing? if you were the person willing to 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 jump into the nasty part of the outhouse to retrieve your Bible, mm-hmm. would you see yourself as more blessed than a person who can just go to the shelf and find eight Bibles, or go to the store and get a Bible anytime? As much as I like being able to go to the shelf and pick up one of three or four Bibles at my house or going to the store, even the local grocery store and finding a Bible. They have pocket Bibles. They Mm -hmm. have, you know, just the New Testament Bibles. They have all sorts of, you know, I shouldn't say all sorts of Bibles, but I could go go anywhere and, and find a Bible versus... Jumping into the hole or the latrine or the outhouse and picking up pages of the Bible. I, I reckon, I think reckon, I don't really want to have to do that. I'm grateful that I don't. Right. But I understand the difference. I think that people who are in that situation probably have a reverence and an understanding of the written word of God to a depth that I don't because I take it for granted. And I don't like that I take it for granted. And I just agree. knowing that truth helps me to recognize the blessing in it and spurs me on to hold my word of God that I can tangibly have in my hand, the Bible, with a higher refer- a higher regard. Even more so because I know that there are people who don't. But I still sometimes take it for granted. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think that that's what 
brought me to think of that question. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I believe I'm, I'm totally with you. Like, I am grateful that I don't have to resort to such extremes to protect or have in in possession the word of God. I think that's a better word and like that that word protection I don't protect my bible I don't protect my bible true because we know we can just go get another right. one I mean does protection you know, if equal we, reverence if we had like here and you know maybe this is not a great way to look at it either but you know if we say we had a family bible mm-hmm. that had everybody's you know, date and birth, written a marriage, you know, from way back when. Right. You know, that would that would cause us probably to cherish that copy of the word more so than our everyday Bible that we use. Yeah. You know what I mean? funny. There's yeah, family Bible, I'm, there's an everyday I, Bible. I have well, my family Bible, but right. I have my everyday that's, Bible. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, what you know... And I, I even hate to say, like, more blessed or less blessed. Like, what you know, who's to say? If you, like, someone who has to have, go to those extremes for their mm-hmm. copy. Like, it'd be interesting to ask them if they thought they were more blessed because they had to do that. Because they had such a hunger. Mm-hmm. Like, their hunger was there because of a lack of. Just like food. You know, if you're so hungry and... You know, you, you appreciate act, it more. You are actually starving. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not like I didn't have a burger that I am so famished. And stuff. Right. No, I mean like really starving. Right. You're so hungry for the word that you're, you know, you, you are willing to go to those extremes. Um, to hold on to it. Right. It's, um, I, I almost, it's almost like, uh, I almost like want to feel i'm envious of that mm-hmm. in a way because sure. uh because it is so easy here mm-hmm. you know i think when you understand the other when you can look at that other side and say you know what and you recognize your own um when you recognize your own It's not disregard, but like you're you're taking it for granted, and you understand that you have that capability to just go get another Bible, and you don't hold the same. And I think protection is a really good word. I don't protect my Bible. I revere. I like. I understand the importance of the word, but I don't protect my Bible. Not in the same way. Brother Yun does right because we don't have to right, but that you know. but and it that, does which that. is a blessing in itself right it is and we just talked about that but mm-hmm. it does protection equal reverence does the lack of protection equal irreverence I, well you we, you mentioned Brother Yun and just to clarify that um, so he is uh, a founder of the Back to Jerusalem ministry isn't really? I didn't know that which is. Uh, an actual outreach ministry of uh, taking the the gospel from like China mm-hmm. and retracing back, which would have been like the Silk Road, mm-hmm. which was uh, 
through Jerusalem. Right. So they actually have a ministry to bring the Bible back to people in Jerusalem. I didn't know. Who, I mean, I heard that podcast, but I didn't the know that Brother Young was part of it. But you, we mentioned him because the, the, the story of the people going into so, the latrine, you know, the outhouse part bottle, of his story. Part, right. And he himself had miraculous encounters to get a word of God to mm-hmm. and, and which brings up another point that those those stories of uh of um individuals and and uh communities and such that do not have copies of the word they seem to to me anyway my perspective to have more of a um pensity to see greater miracles from God absolutely so um you know from people just muslim countries who like no uh access to the word at all and having dreams you know, of, of the Lord, you know, coming to them in dreams Mm -hmm. and, 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 and getting the gospel through dreams. And Mm -hmm. some people even claim to have had, uh, um, the gospel taught to them in appearances by the Lord himself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and this all seems to be, there's to me anyway, seems to be a connection of the, the less access you have to the word or the more restriction of Christianity itself, which is generally if there's a restriction of Christianity, there's going to be a restriction or outright ban of the word. Oh, well, yeah, I imagine so. So there's, you know, the correlation there that the more you rely or have the the need to rely on God for first and foremost, the word Mm -hmm. and then other needs. Mm -hmm. Um, He is going to reveal himself that much more. Right. And uh, so, which again, begs the question, you know, like here in our comfort, yeah, so I'm certainly the Lord works here. There's no doubt. Absolutely. Um, you know, and there are you know miracles happen. Every but day. in general, you know we we don't necessarily see those types of miracles. Not that we day hear. to day. You no. know, of like the type that we hear of. Right. In you third know? world countries and in worlds right. that in countries right. that, like and, you said, the things are completely outlawed and banned and you have to do it in secret and you have to like we in america we can't even fathom what it must be like or what it might be like we can't put ourselves i think unless you've experienced it mm-hmm. we cannot put ourselves in those persons in that person's shoes to say that we understand what it is to not have the freedom of religion Right. And if we don't, if we don't recognize that, it's easy to become complacent and take it for granted. But 
we want to live with that understanding. Yeah. And so, and walk and we, in that right. understanding. And I think, I think the importance of what we're talking about, should we be praying, Lord, let us keep it this way, you know, or, well, sh- you know, Lord, show us that, like what it is, you know, to have that hunger. Like, you know, I, I don't know, I keep thinking about the, um, all I can think about is like the day laborers, you know, like some of them had to work all day. Mm-hmm. And if you can compare them to like the truly um, persecuted, mm-hmm. you know, who have to go through such struggle and hardship for their faith, mm-hmm. whereas us, you, you know, we don't, <laughs> you right. know. So we we may be kind of like the Johnny come lately. He's like, man, you got it so easy. As They're saying as, that to us. Y- yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we're all, you know, God says, Look, you're all here. Right. Okay. I put you through this for this. And, you mm-hmm. you know, so to so the, you know, the, the moral of that parable is like, you know, God will choose. It's, it's up to him. Right. Yeah. To to pay the wage, whatever he wants. Right. To to those workers. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, here here's, you know, thankfully, you know, we are here and yeah. we we enjoy that that ease of, you know, having the word and and, and right we, and you know not having to to suffer that persecution at this point mm-hmm. not to say we never will right um but i i think if anything it shows us is that we we should should have a healthy respect for the fact that we do right and i think that when you know the lord works in his timing and we're you know we're here today this I mean, this is the our appointed time to be on earth and we don't know what is in store for us but right here and now he's opening our eyes to the importance of his word and the reality that some people don't have the same ease of accessibility right and the freedom to do whatever they want with their written copy of the word and understanding that. I mean, we're not, unless something happens and it always could, we know that and things change. We don't really see ourselves being without a Bible in the short term. Right. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, things are crazy in the world and who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. There could be an executive decision. We never know. Right. And if that would happen, what would we do? Because I don't have scripture memorized because it's so easy to just pick it up. Right. And But if tomorrow the written word was removed from my household and all of the Bible apps were removed from social media, I would have to rely on my memory. And the people that I my you know, the people that I know 
that also, you know, love the Lord, we would have to, I could see us coming together and saying, okay, we better just start writing. And that would be hard too, because if you misremember, right. then, you know, you're really, then we which, would be jumping into the latrine. Which again goes back to the the reverence for that scroll, you know, it it was cherished. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a I think that's a lesson for us today. Mm-hmm. Even though it is available, and you know, I mean, let's just say that for the sake of the discussion, that it it is it's going to be available for you know till the Lord comes and takes His church. Mm-hmm. You know, and after you know for those left, but. Because it says the word of the Lord stands, not necessarily right. the Bible. No, stands. well, exactly. Those are two different exactly. things. Exactly, but you the 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 idea of having the the scrolls and the and the preciseness of copying. You know, they, they would they would write it, and if one letter got messed up, they'd start over. You know, was that important? Mm-hmm. So, preserving the word, even though we have so much of it available. Mm-hmm just to almost think of it as if we don't mm-hmm. one for reverence of it because it is the word of god right right and two there's no guarantee it's going to be so readily available mm-hmm. so maybe we should be thinking of ways to have the word when the word is may not, not be available may not be available and i see it i see i see it down the road there will come a time, I believe, there will come a time in America where the word is outlawed. Mm-hmm. You see the trajectory of this nation. God can do anything, but his word will always stand. And again, I repeat, the word of God is not the same as the, the, the Bible is the written word of God. But destroy the bible you haven't destroyed the word of god you haven't changed the word of god no the word of god will stand and you know i would you know when you remain when you hear of these miraculous stories of people you know encountering god and and you know him coming to them in dreams and teaching the gospel when they don't have this access there's no reason to believe that he wouldn't continue to do that either even you know if the word was somehow completely abolished his message will still come forth well that's what i mean that's why I so, think, that's why i make the distinction of right. you but, know, and that's and that's one of the ironic i don't know if i don't know what the right word would be but people think unbelievers people who are against the lord think that by them destroying the bible trying to eliminate churches will eliminate the church and that's just because they don't know they're blind they don't know that the brick and mortar church buildings does not eliminate the church you burning my bible does not eliminate the word of god those are just temporary items true true but look, you know, looking into the word itself, we can see references that copies of the word are important. 
again, you know, the Old Testament scrolls and the the priest, you know, unrolling it and reading it to the, mm-hmm. and even Jesus himself when he went into the synagogue in his hometown, right? He had the scroll removed and he read from Isaiah. Even though he didn't need to do that, he, no, he didn't. Well, he need did, to he do knew that. the word of God enough; he wouldn't right. have had well, to open the scroll, right? But he had reverence enough for it, but right. and the exactly. process that he went into the temple and had the scroll brought out and. He read from that scroll. Yes. You know? He valued it and he, he right. honored it. Right. And and I think that too is an example to us that that we sh- probably should have more um reverence I agree. And this is very convicting. When mm-hmm. you brought this up, I was convicted. And cause and one of the things that convicted me was that I do use my phone for the word so mm-hmm. much is okay, if my phone's my Bible what else mm. is going into my phone yeah. or coming out? Or what else am I using my phone yeah. that may not be suitable to be my Bible, right? Right. Um, you know, even though it's a separate app or what have you, it's still the vehicle I'm using to feed myself the Word, to right. get to get into the Word, you right. know? And so is that necessarily... You know, is there something I need to look at there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, a, and that's a personal conviction. Right. So, I mean, definitely, you know, because, I mean, I guess that would be, And well, it's, it's convenience, say, yeah. that, you know, there's no reason why I can't take my physical Bible to Bible study with me. I, I just became accustomed to having it on my phone. Yeah. So, you know, um, but, again, what else am I using my phone for? Am I cheapening it? By, you know, using that medium. Mm-hmm. Am I not revering it as much as I should be? And again, it goes to that question, well, here's the situation you're in. You know, you, you know in your heart that the Word of God is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So does it necessarily matter? I guess that's kind of the question, you know. Mm-hmm. But... You know, all throughout Scripture, you should you see the un, you know the un the 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 opening of the scrolls, you know, mm-hmm. in Revelation and and the, mm-hmm. you know who is worthy to unroll the scroll? Yeah, and the and you know the the Book of Life. I mean, not you know the word you know the written word is obviously a powerful thing, mm-hmm. you know, but the the uh, you know ha- ha- having it. And at such a readily available state, is, I think I come, for me it comes out, it is a tremendous blessing. Yeah. But it is also oh, yeah. something that we, it's one of those blessings that we definitely need to count daily. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because. Because um, not everybody has that. Right. And I, and I thank God that I don't have to jump into an outhouse to to get a copy. No, me too. You know, and um, again, I think that just recognizing when, that, when, not take and stop taking it for granted. That's yeah, what my takeaway. Yeah. Stop taking for granted Be, my Bible, right? My written copy of the Word of God. Yeah, and I also remember one story that we're now that we're talking about about uh, not having it was some war prisoners, and I I can't remember if it was World War Two or what, but. You know, they it couldn't. It may have been Vietnam. I don't know. Anyways, prisoners 
uh, war prisoners, American prisoners who who did not have mm-hmm. uh, a copy of the word with them, but they they got together and I one I don't remember the story exactly, but one one of the guys who was like you know a, a leader commander some you know had had they could communicate by scratching on the wall or something and some you know some could reach others through cells and and they would uh, they would get like a little bit of toilet paper mm-hmm. and they would they whatever want someone could remember from scripture mm-hmm. they would write it on there mm-hmm. and, and they would pass story. that along and use that as their bible and have services in in the prison camp yeah i remember and hearing like that. deplorable conditions you mm-hmm. know so so you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, when that is taken away. The lengths people tre- will go to. Tremendous lengths to, to have their word. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's it, again, it God. comes down to, it's going to be the source of comfort. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, in times of comfort, in times of extreme uncomfort. Mm-hmm. You know, it repeatedly is a source of comfort. Yeah. So in the midst of whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. with our six copies laying around and something tragic happens, where do we go? Yeah. We go to the Lord and we go to his word, whatever copy we have to find his comfort. Yeah. In a tangible way. Right. And people who don't have that. Go to extreme lengths to have it. They do. Right? Yep. And sometimes God goes to extreme measures to show them that that in the absence, right? Right. And so my takeaway is that I should have more reverence for the the copied word of God, the Mm -hmm. written word of God. Mm Mm-hmm. And remember the blessing that it is to be able to take it for granted at this point. Mm-hmm. I agree. And um, That's a very convicting thought. Anything else to add? Just that moving forward, as I walk my day-to-day, remembering that the Word of God is not accessible to everybody as easily as it is to me and being grateful and remembering that when I'm holding my Bible. And probably a good idea to maybe look into some of those ministries that are providing the word in many different mm-hmm. ways right now. You know, in this day of technology, um, you know, there are some pretty creative outlets that people can get the the word in their language and to them in a way that um is you know not so out front mm-hmm. you know people and are the lord will secretively protect, yeah the lord will protect protect and without naming names remember that story we heard about that one man was going on a mission trip to a country where the bible was outlawed mm-hmm. and he and his co-workers, his co-missionaries were loading up Bibles to take with them to this country. Mm-hmm. And 
there were men and women there and they had to go through customs and there was a lot of prayer going through customs because they had a bunch of Bibles with them. And as they were going through customs, the, um, one of the guards or the officers or customs people talked to the leader of the group and he was praying, praying, praying. And, um, again, there were men and women there. And so when the customs officer asked the, the male leader of the group about what is all this luggage, he's like, ah, women. And the customs guard was like, ah, gotcha. Yeah. Like, I'm go. traveling with so much women. I don't know what's in those bags. Right. That type of thing. And right. And gotcha. That was See ya. Yep. Totally a miracle because they had, they had a bunch of Bibles. I don't know how many they had, but they had a bunch of Bibles that they were literally, literally sneaking into that country. And... They could have been in serious trouble if um had they gotten had they gotten caught. But they were relying on God and the Lord protected them. And now uh however many people have a Bible because of because of their going on that mission trip. So it seems for us that the challenge is having a different perspective on your copy of the word Mm -hmm. and really to me just looking at it as another opportunity to be thankful and to again just another way to show reverence for who he is right and the you know in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god yep so um well, that that verse in itself speaks of the importance of the Word of God, right? Mm-hmm. And so every copy of it, no matter what form you have it in, is to be cherished. Amen. As long as you have it. As long as you're holding it. It's think, my job to cherish it and treat it as such. Mm-hmm. I think we're at the point now that we have to come up with a title. For this episode. Why don't we call this episode. Cherish the word you have. You like that? Okay. So that's it. For episode number four. L-T-T-G-T. We're getting there. Podcast episode four. Cherish the word you have. And we will see you next time. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. And remember to check out our website, lttgt.com. What am I going to find when I get there? Well, you'll find links to be able to see our merch selections. Cool. Cool. You'll be able to send us emails, mm-hmm. good or bad or otherwise. We're willing to take it all. That's right. And become part of our email list mm-hmm. to stay up to date with the release of things like new episodes. Nice. And the release of things like what else new? I don't know, maybe some swag. It'll all be available on It'll that website. It'll all be available. Also links to various podcast outlets where you can hear us. Mm-hmm. 
on your various devices. Nice. Share us on social media. That's right. Share with your friends, especially if you like it. And even if you don't, share with your friends because they might like it. Well, hey, we're always up for a healthy debate. Mm-hmm. So please check it out. LTTGT.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. And remember to check out our website, LTTGT.com. What am I going to find when I get there? Well, you'll find links to be able to see our merch selections. Cool. You'll be able to send us emails, mm-hmm. good or bad or otherwise. We're willing to take it all. That's right. And become part of our email list mm-hmm. to stay up to date with the release of things like new episodes. Nice. And the release of things like what else new? I don't know, maybe some swag. It'll all be available on It'll that website. It'll all be available. Also links to various podcast outlets where you can hear us. Mm-hmm. On your various devices. Nice. Share us on social media. That's right. Share with your friends, especially if you like it. And even if you don't, share with your friends because they might like it. Well, hey, we're always up for a healthy debate. Mm-hmm. So please check it out. LTTGT.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.